Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, blogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, vlogs such as 5 Minutes with the G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, Audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify, Mixcloud and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and our official website www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat The pitch is where we sleep And the pitch is where we talk What's going on people? It's your boy the G-Men and welcome back to 5 Minutes of the G Season 2 um, this time it's an all audio podcast but for YouTubers don't despair because this will still be on YouTube uh, there'll be some visuals alongside the audio so I'm not going nowhere on YouTube um, and also people you may now know that Pitch Talk are official ambassadors of sport on Verbal so once you get some time go and check out our content on Verbal um, we've got some playlists, some brand new playlists that we've created. The latest being Pitch Talk Meets, which has a look, um, you know, taking a few snippets from our old um, Pitch Talk meet in, Meets interviews, um, just highlighting some of the best moments we've had. And then also there's podcasts for football slash soccer coach enthusiasts. And yeah, this is really for people who really like um, the nitty gritty and behind the scenes of football and the, the managing side. You know, we, we've we've delved into podcasts out there that really do a good job at um, well creating coaching content. So check them check them out, and if you like them, go and you know go and follow those podcasts too. But you know what? The last thing that I want to say, people, as you're here, people, 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 please, you know, if you are listening, if you are watching, no matter what platform you're on, please subscribe, share, comment and like if you can. We'd love that. You know, and wherever you can comment, just let us know where you're listening to this from. So drop a flag or just let us know where you are listening from. That would be fantastic. So let's get into this, yeah, season two, we're going to start, as I did last season, we're going to start by looking at Arsenal. This vlog I'm going to draw for my WhatsApp chats, um, I've had a few good conversations with a few pals in there, um, you've heard some of them from last season's vlogs, um, Deed of Knowledge, Guru, J-Dads, and um, basically... This vlog's entitled Arsenal Worries. Now, as you know, I'm a big Arsenal fan. Love Arsenal to bits. But, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I'm very worried with what's happening in and around the club at the moment. I've expressed this several times on vlogs. I've expressed this to friends and anyone that will listen to me. And you know what? With Arsenal, I am not feeling confident for next season seriously 2021 2022 um 
it's going to be a roller coaster ride. I do believe. I, I'm looking at Arsenal's squad, and I'm just saying, look, we're looking way for thin. We've made three good signings so far. Don't get me wrong, young and got a lot of potential, but I don't believe they're going to be good enough to make that impact that's needed to compete with the likes of Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United, even Tottenham and Leicester. You know, I I I just believe I believe we're still further away than a lot of people actually think. And what's worrying me is we've got a lot of holes in this team that need plugging up anyway. But like, for instance, we still haven't got a backup goalkeeper yet. And we still need a right back because our, our, our preferred right back wants to leave. You know, and we still got a host of players who basically are on like last year slash second to last year contracts where you, I don't know. I feel this energy where some of them, you know, very undecided of their future and will their hearts be in it this season? We saw how that played out last season with Mesut Ozil and player uh, Mustafi, you know, Papa and other players like that. So that we, we could just be going into another season, which is just repeating the last season, to be honest. Things at this club are not filling me with much joy. And, um, and to increase that pain, I'm seeing stuff like the treatment of players like Joe Willock, Reese Nelson, Saliba, Gwendouzi. Players who I honestly say that I, I like. I, I thought they really did have a future with Arsenal. Um, you look at the way Saliba's been handled, still hasn't made... Um, a first team start for Arsenal after being at the club for two years he's been on loan twice now I do believe this is his third season on loan uh, why wasn't he given a chance this season why did we go out and buy Ben White for 50 million who was valued at 25 million I don't understand that you know Gwen Doozy, okay he's a bit of a wild card but who hasn't had a wild card in their side? You know, we're, we're, we're looking at like the Joey Bartons. Um, we're looking at the Roy Keens. We're looking at the Pepe's from Real Madrid. Um, we're, you know, we're looking at um, so many players. Balotelli's. We're looking at players who have talent. Yes, they can be a bit of a problem child on the field, yeah? But it just takes for a manager to help nurture them and Gwendouzi's young he's got a lot to learn he knows that he's got a lot to learn let him play his football nurture him help him he's not as bad as any of the players that I named before yet he's been treated like an ultimate criminal yet we're, we're, we're willing to let players like that go who have such talent and keep players who in my eyes are talentless no disrespect to them but again we look at we look Willock I don't get why Arsenal want to get rid of Willock Willock didn't find himself in the team last season for some reason for some obscene reason he got loaned out obviously the management must have thought I'll loan him out to Newcastle he's not going to do anything blah 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 
Willett goes to Newcastle and does the opposite. He proves himself. He proves how talented he is. He didn't just prove how talented he was. Yeah, He went and broke a record at the club of the legend of the club. Do you get what I'm saying? He broke Alan Shearer's record, Newcastle legend, of scoring 8 in 8 at the age of 21. Or, or sorry, 7 in 7. Willock proved undoubtedly he's a goal scoring midfielder play him hitting the right way and he can bag you goals light bulb moment Arsenal that's an extra 8 goals at least in your season you need a goal scoring midfielder you need someone to help with the goals with Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe Eddie and Ketia. but what do Arsenal want to do? want to send him to raise cash doesn't make sense like these things are confusing my brain and like I said we've discussed this in tandem in, in the whatsapp group um, and you know what we were discussing the other day what are the issues with Arsenal here's the, the knowledge just thought I'd make comment on today's match and what's taking place or what is or the issue sorry currently at the club so I mean the match itself today the same thing which we're seeing keeps on happening which is and I will put this part on Mikel Arteta is he's going through the same patterns over and over again now we don't agree myself Gavin and I oh yeah on many things but what we do know is that the combinations currently in the team are not the combinations that should be played yes on the manager's side um, he will say well who else can I pick you cannot pick Lacazette, Aubameyang and Pepe it's not going to work right those guys it's not going to work it's like playing with it's like playing with nine eight players because Pepe is not good enough I'm sorry he's not good enough and Aubameyang I don't know what's happened to Aubameyang but he's just not offering nothing Lacazette's got a little bit of something left but Pepe and Aubameyang damn it even Lacazette, the lack of an ability to stretch the opposition defenders makes it easy for opposition to defend against us because no one's concerned about runs in behind. Yes, in kind of general play, he holds the ball up, but his, his lack of an actual goal threat to get on the end of slide roll passes is a problem. It then makes us predictable in how we're passing the ball. This is just due to lack of personnel. And as I said, um, something's got to happen um, in the next week or two. Because the Joe Willock thing, I said it at the end of last season, right? That Joe Willock is a player that Arsenal are going to get offers for. Take the money and sell him. Okay, because he's no good to us. 
we need um, a creative midfielder that is comfortable with the ball to their feet, at their feet, that can play in tight pockets and can find runners off the ball. Because us getting the ball and giving it to Nicolas Pepe out wide, his one-dimensional play that he was doing when he was playing in the French League is not going to work. It, it's not even going to work against Matt Target. So we need a player who can receive the ball and find these pockets and make something happen. Smith Rowe is not ready. I said this about a week, two weeks ago. I said Smith Rowe is not ready to be in a starting lineup every game for Arsenal. He's not. He can come in and he can batter a team like Newcastle. But on a consistent basis, we need to have a better player. So for now, obviously the first game of the season is against Brentford. And he has to pick a team with what he's got. Are we going to sign a player before Friday? Doubtful. So, but it's Brentford at the end of the day. So, we really should be able to beat them with what we've got. Get Cedric in a right back. Because Bellerin and Chambers offer nothing. Um, not sure what Mari was doing today. So, but we'll give it to him as a day off. Um, I spoke about um, Lokonga. He's ready to play now. He's not an issue. He can play with Xhaka. Um, I would actually consider doing what um, Gavin spoke about last week. And putting Tavares on the left. Because I'm sick of Aubameyang. I was sick of him last season. And he's doing the same thing again. He's not working. He's just not... It's like he's forgotten the positions to take, the positions to receive the ball. He's forgotten. And he's just a passenger on the pitch. And he makes it so easy for the opposition defence. So I would either put Tavares at left, on uh, left wing. Or put Saka left wing because he, he matches up well with, um, what's his name, with Tierney on the left. And on the right, if 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 I don't start, if I listen from what we've got, to be honest with you, I prefer to go with William on the right than see Nicolas Pepe. That's how bad this Nicolas Pepe is. This lack of footballing IQ. I prefer to see William on the right against Brentford. Um, not long term. Because I prefer if we bring someone in, I said sell a Willock, bring a creative midfielder in. Um, if, if it's Madison, it's Madison. Bring someone in. Then you can use um, Smith Rowe on the right. And we can see how he does there. But that's what needs to take place. This Lacazette-Bamiang-Pepe combination cannot play. It's over. Like, if Mikel Arteta 
wants to continue with that combination, he ain't lasting long. Because the fact that Pepe scored some some goals towards the end of the season means nothing. I told you, the guy's football IQ is bad. He's a one-dimensional player. He needs a lot of work. He needs players around him to make things happen for him because he just can't get the ball and do something. But anyway, we got a week to go and we'll see against Brentford. Um, I don't know why Tottenham fans were celebrating hard today like they did something. But I said we got a week to go and there needs to be improvements um, in that first match. And listen, I want to wake up tomorrow and I want to hear Joe Willock sold because we got to be serious. We need to bring in two players, two, three players. We have to bring in two, three players. The creative midfielder is vital. That's something that has to happen because, as I said, we need to we need to make it happen. Willock, pack your bags. You're done out here. We need to get back to passing the ball faster, quicker, more movement. But it's very difficult when no one is running off the ball. But anyway, let's see what we can put together in the coming week. I think Arsenal's problem is actually, it's not the defence. It's maybe not even the midfield. It's the forward line. Yeah. Uh, your team are struggling to move. <laughs> That's what the problem is. There's nobody. And I know, I know, Ayo and Gavin will say Pepe, but nobody really can break the lines. Yeah. I mean, Smith Rowe has a go. Yeah. Um, and that's why Saka and Smith Rowe are probably your most effective players and everything revolves around them. Because I don't I don't want to get on Pepe. Sorry, I don't want to get on Bamian. He's, he's gone, man. <laughs> like, I don't want to be bad mind to him, but he's gone. His legs are gone. Yeah. Happens, but he's gone. As a footballer, he's finished, yeah? This is... You know how we really stop just randomly stop scoring one season. This, this is what happens to these guys. We burn out. Yeah. Um. Perhaps what Arsenal need is somebody to compensate for his lack of movement and play him in a more preferable position where he can be a passenger and he can just rely on him on his fishing, finishing ability. But even that. Like his confidence is gone. He's turned into a more African player now. You know, his finesse finishing has gone. His, his, his FIFA finishing rating has dropped from 90 to 74 now. Um, and you can say anything about Willard, which I'd still think Arsenal done a fantastic bit of business there. I'm like, this is a guy where last season you would have taken 10 million for. Now you're getting 20 million with add-ons. So Arsenal done done a number on Newcastle, man. That like, he's not that good a player. 
for our fans though, that, that signing will help pacify the fans um, and stop protests that were planned first game of the season or at least reduce the intensity of them but I'm not happy with that signing, I don't want Willock, I want a proper midfielder who can actually pass the ball but I'm not looking for uh, uh, a Johan Kovai kind of midfielder, I just want somebody that can play fast because fucking long stuff and Hayden can't do that shit. But um, it may not actually be Arteta's fault. You can talk about the style and the system, but the players that he has at his disposal aren't good enough. But then the players that he's bringing in are also not good enough. It's a catch-22. He's he's not the right guy for your football team. That's just it. You need somebody else who understands football on a deeper level, you can get the best out of players because I think that's where he's struggling, is he's trying to impose his system on the team as opposed to work with the ability of the players that he has at his disposal. Um, but I don't know how Arsenal can, can get out of their mess because you're kind of stuck with Lacazette, you're stuck with Mamia, you're stuck with William. Uh, it's just going to cost you more money to ship these guys out for free. See, I think what people are forgetting, the issue isn't the players. Do you get me? The issue is the system that they're set out in. You know what I'm saying? Arteta's choosing to play Aubameyang, Lacazette and Pepe together. It's been proven it hasn't worked. Three managers have tried it. You know what I'm saying? We all know Aubameyang and Lacazette don't really play well together. You know, <clears throat> they're point men. Aubameyang should not be used as a wing. Like Genius just said, you know, Aubameyang has lost it a little. So naturally, you want to have him in the centre. Do you get what I'm saying? You don't want him to have it running down the wings. Give that to somebody with youth and someone that can run up and down the wing someone that li- likes defending that, that's not his role, he's a striker he wants to score goals like it's just it's really and truthfully like we've got to be real with ourselves Arteta's the one that sets up the team he's the one that's creating these tactics you know and every the way you see players playing on the field you have to put it down to Arteta you can't just say it's the players because we all know the players know how to play football yeah, but they're giving instructions on what to do, how to set up, you know, where where to go, where not to go, you know. Obviously, they've got it's on them to 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 fulfil the game plan on a, on the day. But effectively, they do have a strategy that they have to keep to. So uh, I'm just gonna keep saying it, man. Like it's down to our to me. He's got 10 games, let's see what he does. Like, he's got to sort this out. Yeah, man, like, I think we all, well, except for Junior, we all need to be worried about Arsenal. Arsenal are done, they are done. Um, so many things, not only are the players not good enough, um, but I think Gavin said it, Junior said it, I think, but the manager continues to play them, mate. We knew, yeah. Um, 
by November last year <coughs> that we should not be playing a Bamiyan on the wing. And I think the whole world, the Arsenal community, um, came to a consensus that you only play either one of a Bamiyan and Lacazette. You cannot play both of them. Stop trying to shoehorn both of them into the same team. Play one. Yeah? That's what we all came to a conclusion. <clears throat> when we got Odegaard, things was good. We had Pete, um, ESR on the left. Odegaard as a 10. Um, I think it was ESR and Pepe on the left. Or ESR, Saka on the left and Pepe on the right. Whatever it may be. But play one of them. Pepe is not a creative player. He is pretty much a striker. Yeah? Or inside forward. He's not a creative player. So, <clears throat> I think you said it again. Um, Batman doesn't create nothing. Pepe doesn't create nothing. Um, Lacazette doesn't really create anything. So, you're playing three players up front who do not create anything. Both of them have to... Um, what's the word? Both of them have to um, invert to score. Cut on the inside. Mate, it is ridiculous. <clears throat> Name me another team. Liverpool. Liverpool play 4-3-3. When do you see Mo Salah or, or um, Mane at left back or right back? You might see it once in a game when they've, when they've made, done a mispass, misplaced pass. They go back and track. Why are they defending? They don't need to be defending. It is just... Mate, even at, at grassroots level... I told my striker, stay there, bruv. Why are you coming back for? If you come back, you're going to have no energy to go forward. It's basic maths or basic science. You tell the Batman to come all the way back to help defend. And then when there's an attack now, you want him to go back and attack. How are you going to have the energy to do that? When Chelsea played us, just watch the game if you can. Um, the midfielders and defenders did all the work. Um, Werner stood on the halfway line, waiting for the ball over the top or through. And then he was gone. Shum. And he almost scored. Yesterday we played Chelsea, um, Tottenham. Mate, it's so clear how to play against Arsenal. Now it's a joke. Arsenal becoming like a like um like 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 the bully um the freaking victims now. Tottenham did about three balls over the top to to Delhi Ali. He's not even a striker. Yeah, all three of them pretty much got through. If he, if Delhi Ali was a striker, good striker, good in the air, we would have got demolished yesterday. If Tottenham had their finishing boots on yesterday, we'd have got demolished yesterday. Three balls over the top. This one, Sean, chance, another one, another chance, another chance, another chance. We don't have a pattern of play. We keep playing rubbish football. Everything for us is so slow. To get the ball to a striker takes about 15 touches. Other teams, it's one pass and they're through. Why can't we do the one pass and they're through? Do you know what I mean? I don't get it. What is the fascination of playing all these three players at the same time? It does not work. Like, we need to sell one of Aubameyang and like I said, one of them needs to go. Because they're friends, they try not to sell them. One of them needs to go. And on current form, I say Aubameyang, see you later. But the thing is, no one's going to buy these players. No one's going to buy these players. Aubameyang is younger than, than Jamie Vardy, but Jamie Vardy looks more effective. And you need to start asking yourself the question, is it the striker or is it the, the, the manager? The manager keeps playing him out of position. You put a barrier on the left and then he has to cross the ball with his left foot when he's right-footed. 
he's not a creative player anyway, and then you want him to cross the ball to, to create a chance for somebody with his weaker foot. Does that make any sense? It, it's, it's ridiculous. It's actually ludicrous what they're doing. And then, not only did Bellerin give away a free goal against um, Chelsea, yeah, then you, then you make him start against Tottenham. Does that make any sense? So, you're basically saying you can make a mistake and you start the next game. There is no repercussions for playing shit at this club. So how can you expect them to, to level up and play better when when they consistently play crap, they consistently get, get picked? Um, I, only th- I, I think Cedric's played one game for us in pre-season. Where has he been? I don't get it. Where, where was Ainsley Martinez? I'd rather him a right back. But then again, wow. And then he plays again. Mate, Arsenal are done. And then people say, oh, Stan Conkey not the problem. Stan Conkey is the problem. Arteta is the problem. Edu is the problem. The players are the problem. There's just so many freaking problems at this club. Like, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, you, you, you would have thought, yeah, anybody with half a brain thinking, oh, shit, we finished eighth for the, tw- um, for the second season in a row. We need to fix up, yeah? They have not made one signing that walks into the first team. Not one. I've got bought of your Ben White. Excuse me. And that's a defensive signing. There's not one creative signing we've made that walks into the first team. And then you're saying these three players. So realistically, you know when you play championship manager, football manager, they say, what's your outlook for the season? And you're like, oh, we're going to do top four. We're going to challenge for the league. I'll be intrigued to find out what Arsenal's thing is. Realistically, where do you, what do you want to do with this season? Oh, we want to finish top four. And I'll be like, are you serious? With what team? The team that finished eighth. You want to finish top four this season? What, what, what makes it any different? What, what makes it, oh, better coaching. What, better coaching, yeah? So, is better coaching going to give Aubameyang more stamina to run up and down the left wing when he's a striker? It's more, it's better coaching. And then, what you said, Dean, about no manager tells a player not to do this, not to do that. But, it's very clear um, Arteta wants to keep the ball so when the ch- when it's not a, a clear and obvious chance he's like recycle the ball recycle the ball that's why Pepe doesn't run at players anymore because when he runs at players probably because you're a winger like when you run at players you do skills more time than not you're going to lose the ball so that's why Pepe doesn't take players on anymore and look at what he used to do before every time he got the ball he'd drive forward and, and drop the shoulder do a skill now he runs if it's not on he cuts it back and he passes back mate any one of us here could do that do you know what I mean run okay it's not passed turn around and pass the ball he doesn't run at players anymore because he's been drilled into him now they don't want him to to, to run at players so you, you've killed this guy's creative freedom the only people in the team that's got creative freedom is, is Saka and ESR. Everybody else is a structured format. Structured format. Do this, do that. Do this, do that. Do this, do that. And this robotic football is terrible. It is killing us, man. It's really bad. It's, it's so hard to watch. Even the highlights yesterday, the Arsenal release, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would they even release those? The highlights are shocking. It should be, should be low low lights or low points, not highlights. It was really bad, man. And it's so hard to watch. And people saying 10 games, mate, I think we could be in trouble after 10 games. Because I don't see any direction this club is going. 
I don't see any way we are um, we are making top four. I don't see it at all. Like for me, with the current team, anything if we get to six, for me that's like winning the league in, in the team's current state because they are absolute shit. They're, they've got no confidence. Your captain, your top striker has scored no goals in pre-season. How is that possible? How is that possible? Pre-season is supposed to be there to, to build the, the ego, is to build, build the stamina, build your confidence, so you're like, yeah, I'm ready for the season. Mate, even I know that. In my team, I've given them, when 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 we lost, like, we lost, I think we lost two games in a row, and I was like, wow, we've never lost two games in a row before. Then what, what did I do? I made them play like an easier team, build a comp- confidence up to play another, uh, an easier team, but a bit more um, harder. We beat them. And then I, I gave them two back-to-back strong teams, which we played um, Saturday and Sunday, and we won, we won 2-1 and 4-1 because they got the confidence back. But if we played those teams after we had the two back-to-back losses, we would have lost those games. But now the confidence is back. And this stupid manager doesn't even understand how to do that. You, you play people into, in, into confidence, play them into good form. But you need the right formations to do that. It's a joke, man. So you've come to the end of the podcast and I just want to say thank you for listening or watching or however you're interacting with this content. You know, people, if you've got something that you want to share with us, your opinions, your thoughts on anything that's been said, then do feel free to place your comments in the comment sections and we will write back to you. Do you agree with us? Anything you say, do you, do you agree with me in particular about Arsenal being in a bad state? Do you disagree? If you, if you disagree, what is it about Arsenal right now that fills you with confidence for the season ahead? But people, I'm going to be off now. Catch you up next week. It's your boy, the G-Man.